Welcome to another episode of The Survivor's Guide. Um, James, we need to engage with the listeners more, man. I've been telling you this. Actually, I haven't been telling you this, but I feel like we should have had this conversation. You know what? There are people out there listening to this, I hope. If you are listening, please, um, could you do me this favor? Could Could you send me a message? Um, let me know that you're listening. Let me and James know. Go into his DMs as well. Does you get any? Has anyone ever messaged you privately? Does responding to a message count? What do you mean? As in on a, a, a comment? Message them first, and then they message me back. <laughs> I counts. You can take take what you take what you can. So yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, you'll be used to this then. So so message right. message James. Message message me. Um, let us know. Who you want on? Do you have any ideas for people that you that you want on, or is there anything that you're trying to freaking understand more of, and or you think that maybe I need to, I'm I'm dumb about some things that I need to be educated in. What are you looking at, James? What's in here? We're currently sitting on the floor in my um, walk-in wardrobe. <laughs> Sounds fancy than it is. You're looking at it. He's just unzipping. Oh, it's a suit. You're nice white. It's my white suit. Yep. Oh. Do you want? Would you like to borrow it? You're probably too big for it. Yeah. So, all right, I just want to step it up a little bit. This is not a favour to Nazim. This is your duty. Yeah, I think it's actually your duty. I mean, we've been giving you these episodes, okay, not even just week in, week out, often uh, two days in, two days out, yeah. three More times a week. More than one times a week in. More than one and, and in and out, yeah. But we don't want your money. We just want to know um, that you're listening and you're enjoying it, and uh, we would really appreciate you some rating and subscribing and sharing with your friends um, so that we can grow this thing. It's still really – we're really excited about it, and people are people, uh, – People are sending us nice messages, but we just need some direction, you know? We know you're talking about it. Just give us some direction. Talk about it in a place where we can hear it. God, I feel needy. Welcome to the podcast, Egan Martin. Um, Welcome to the Survivor's Guide, everybody. Um, This is Nazim speaking, and... And you, you are, oh, and I'm sitting next to James Millison. You forgot my name again. No, I was going to just let you, you know, like how people, when they do double acts, they go, hi, and welcome to, but, you know, they sort of take turns finishing oh, each other's I haven't done, got the patter down. Well, you were one of these shows. The producer just like chimes in the background every now and then. He does. No, foreground. 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 Okay. Don't ever call him a background commentator again. Well, thanks. thanks. So, how was it in so Newcastle? Right, you're, you you were in Melbourne and then you somehow got out just before lockdown. What happened? I like it's like one of the first times I actually listened to my gut instinct. I was like, I just have this like feeling that I've got to get out of Melbourne. When do you, when when have you listened to your gut and you've and you've been right before? Probably a number of times. Mm-hmm. TV going to the jungle. My gut was like, yeah, this is a, this is a good good move. My parents were all telling me, no, don't do this. Everyone told me not to do it. My really? gut felt so I did it, and it was a good experience for me. You know, like I I came off well. I I got out relatively unscathed, unlike yourself. I didn't do it. I wasn't equipping any of the challenges, unlike yourself. Wait, did you call and- me? I'm going to set the record straight. No, but <laughs> I don't know what this podcast rating is. <laughs> Three. Do we have, is there a rating for a podcast? Like a health rating? Like a PG rating? Oh like, no, you, know? you can say whatever you like, Tegan. Because okay. yeah, we'll you say whatever broke. you like. You go rogue. Just, just imagine you're talking to Dane Swan. You can talk about anything. We've had Dane Swan on, so that tells you the rating of this show. <laughs> just, just anything. No way. So, so who told you not to go? So why were people telling you not to go into the jungle? By the way, uh, people that don't know, we're referring to 
the television show, the hit highbrow political satire series called I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, where, where it's just, uh, it's, it's a really, it's a clever show where uh, celebrities come on and we talk about um, the future of Australia and uh, it's very intelligent <laughs> conversations and we eat great food. As someone who actually hasn't seen the show, what what is it kind of Survivor, but... Look, it's basically, it's a show where... How would you describe it? How would you describe, he's never seen it, so we can basically tell him whatever we want it to be. Sorry, you guys know each other. We know each other, but he's just... He, James comes from a different world, Tegan, right? James is someone, he doesn't watch... He doesn't watch Australian television. He's... Yeah, he's like better games. He, you know, he, what do you, what do you, he, what does he do with himself? He's uh, I'll he plays just instruments, usually, he makes music. I put on okay. like a gas lantern and I'll read like a first edition yeah. Dickens. Yeah, I don't That's know. That's a night for me. I don't me. know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to take this. <laughs> anyway, so so he's a, so he's a from a different world. He doesn't watch uh, commercial reality television. So okay, this is the next no, series. I- you- Someone says that I instantly like them better because if someone's mm. like, "Oh my god, I watch every episode," I remember this challenge, and I'm like, "Oh, I don't like." I, I like talking about it with you because you got you get it. Like we, we were, were there, there. to get. I really like hashing over it every single day of my life. Yeah, that's true. Well, basically, uh, James, it's a show where they chuck a bunch of people into a uh, into this into a into a part of the south uh, a, a jungle in South Africa, Limpopo National Park, and uh, you live very simply. We were basically sleeping on like. You know those stretchers that nurses used to bring out in war times, or maybe mm-hmm. they still do now. Sleep on them. Parky green and just really uncomfortable. Like you need a Cairo every day for the rest of your life. Yep, horrible sleep. There's literally monkeys throwing shit at you while you're and sleeping. And there isn't like another bit where you can go and have a nice sleep no. when the cameras are not rolling. Oh, but I thought that. Did you think this? Is oh, wrong? you guys are NDAs. Yeah, I can't trust no, a word we- you're saying. Swear no, to God. We- Promise you, we can. We we're so far out of our contract. It doesn't. No, <laughs> no um, I, I thought there was going to be like a nice meal after the cameras were off. I was actually like, I kind of knew. I, I knew a few people that had done it before. Paul Harrigan's a Newcastle bloke, and he had done it, and he had mentioned to me before how hard it was. And I'm like, if it was tough for Paul Harrigan, then how how am I going to survive? And um, the reason you asked me before, like, mm. why why mm. would you not do it? And mm. the reason was. I was going in as the Miss Universe model chick mm-hmm. that, you know, had a stigma of being, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like Miss Universe, I, I did a pageant. Like mm-hmm. it's not it's not the coolest word. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought they were going to, you know, represent me or paint me in a certain light the whole time. But Yeah, um, I, I remember you were saying in the jungle, you're like, you're worried that they're going to try and uh, present you like a, like a dumb woman. Yeah, uh, like a dick and- or a diva. Yeah, yeah. Um, Celebrity Apprentice, I I had to wear certain things. I had to wear these pink mini dresses and, and you know, big like pageant curly hair and, and I was basically paying, playing a character whereas mm. when I was in the jungle, Alex actually said to me before we went in, like, I promise you, like, you can be you. Like, you're a tomboy, you're a girl next door, you're a newy girl. Like, just, mm. just go in there and show everyone mm. that you're not the girl that was on Celebrity Apprentice. It seems like it's done really good stuff for you because – you know, like you said, people now get to see you not just as this, as an as a participant in a pageant, but they kind of got to know you, uh, you, you know, all the different layers to you and your motivation for stuff. How's it yeah. like? How's it been since? 
Yeah, not not only a pageant, but the the pageant that Donald Trump last was involved with. Like he was, <laughs> he owned it the year I did it. Like the last year he owned it. So he was there every day. I've got all these photos with him on the internet. Really? Like, God, I had some stigmas to shake after doing so, that thing. So, so did you actually get to meet him? Did he come and meet the yeah, you guys? Yeah, there's, there's a photo on the internet of him putting um, – his phone up to my ear and that is one day he just took a liking to me I was he didn't know my name he called me Australia I had a sash around my body called that said Australia and he just kept going Australia come here and he just wanted to talk to me and it wasn't sleazy like there was Mm. press everywhere there was Mm. people everywhere um but he came he called me over one day and he said my mate Skippy's on the phone talk to him (laughs) Awkward moment of my life. He holds the phone up to my ear. Then, like a hundred people come out of nowhere with their cameras, and I'm like, "Hey, Skippy, who is Skippy? <laughs> I don't. Know. I've got no idea who Skippy is to this day. But I had this full on conversation with his mate on the phone about Australia and how I was, you know, representing Australia. And it, this photo's just gone viral. Um, do it sound yeah. like? Do it sound like Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> being being a contestant in a pageant for you was not like i remember the way you spoke about it it was like um it really opened my eyes to kind of your motivation like why Mm. did you enter a pageant and what has been your motivation for that and where has it taken you in in terms of like your life goal I had zero motivation to do pageants. I I was hairdressing in Newcastle. Um, I was, I think, midway through my apprenticeship. I'd been working there part-time since I was 13. Uh, and the girls at my work <clears throat> were like, you need to need to get out of here. Like you're, you're bigger and better than this kind of thing. And, and I always had this like innate feeling that I, I was going to do something, you know, I don't know, just different. Like I, I was going to do something big, but I, I didn't know what that was because I was I was hairdressing in Newcastle which I, I loved you know it was like I loved my clients I loved talking to people I was meeting people from all walks of life then one day the girls just said we've entered you in this competition um and it was like a local uh a local modeling comp and then I I won that and I was just like okay this is another thing I could do on the side and then um one day they sort of said we want you to go in Miss Universe like they were really behind oh, wow. me they were like, who are these people who were they? Yeah, just like as were they were they family friends or? Yeah, there was fifteen girls working in this oh. like high end salon. Like, oh, so the actual really people in the salons entered and she entered you yeah, into this. Like, oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! So they were the ones that coerced me into into pageantry, which we they now like to call competitions, not pageants. They're trying right. to get away from it. But um, they entered me into it and I had no idea what I was doing. I I had like a Salvation Army dress at the (laughs) state final, which is, you know, it's probably not that cool, but I had no idea that anyone would realise that I had a a really old crappy dress on that wasn't a designer. (laughs) And I, um, yeah, I just, I went and did it and I... I have always been a very inquisitive person. So mm. I would, every time a client would come in, I had one in particular, she mm. came in for a weekly blow dry. Her name was Anne White. She was mm. such a gem and she was a history teacher and I used to pick her brain about everything. And anyone that would come in like, what, what business do you have? When, how does that work? And I'd always be trying to figure people's heads out. And so I didn't go to uni. I don't have a degree, mm. but I definitely um, 
have the motivation to learn, which is the only reason that I ended up winning the competition because they, you know, they want someone that can handle themselves um, within the media. They want someone that can, you know, get up on stage with a microphone and not be afraid to talk in front of a big audience. They, they want someone that can hold themselves well. Mm-hmm. And I kind of didn't go the traditional route to ad- adopt those skills, but yeah. I got there in my own way. Um, and, and that's why I think I came second. Like I just, I, I figured out there so when I came second without even like lifting a finger or trying mm. and showing up in a Salvation Army dress I thought to myself <laughs> I can actually win this thing if I put half it, half an effort yeah. in so yeah I went back again I think I, I moved what did, to how, Paris. Did you, how, how did you change your game second time around so you moved to Paris oh, yeah I, knew I needed to grow up I was too young I was 18 <laughs> when I did the first time right and I said to myself you could do this but you need mm. to you need to grow up like you need to go out and see the world like these girls that were for anyone that doesn't know, it's like a bit of a year journey to get mm. to the actual winning the Australian one. So you do all these things, you you do all this public speaking, you go to Westfield and you get asked questions on stage and, like, mm. it's just this whole process that, mm. thank God, I never will see again in my life. Um, it's quite rigorous. It's like being yeah. in your exam at uni, yeah. um, doing a freaking pageant. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I... I, I couldn't, I didn't have the energy to do it again. I was like, I need to go off and I need to, mm. I need to see the world. I need more of a story. I don't have anything to say. Right. So I was like, all right, I'm going to move to Paris on my own. Um, I ended up getting an agent over there as just a model, like doing some like little stuff. I wasn't working a lot over there because of their size measurements requirements. Well, is anyone, <laughs> and, you, okay. I was in, but you know. Like, <laughs> I want to ask a follow-up question. Oh, okay. Like, so, no yeah. boobs, no boobs, <laughs> like you can be okay. up and down. Yep. Same, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is it? They want no boob. Oh, no okay. Just, just, just flat, straight up and down. They want a small boy. Yeah, pretty much. They wanted okay. a size six, and I was a size eight. That's that's the crux of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I that's a whole other story. But I ended up over there for um about four to six months. I travelled a bit around Europe as well, and then I came back, and then. I kind of started trying to get my head around a lot of current affairs and what was going on in the world and just learn a little bit about, you know, pretty much anything. Like they could throw, you know, why is medicinal cannabis, you know, useful or they could throw, you know, yes. why, like no, you just on. don't know throw yeah. at you. So you're preparing for just nothing. Like you just don't know. Jeez. So the whole idea is just to learn about life and just be able to kind of spin the question and, hmm. um, a, Basically, to be the ultimate dinner guest. <laughs> well, talk about it. So that, if, if you can answer questions about anything, you'll be perfect at a dinner party. Yeah. It's like, uh, and if yes. you're like about a size eight, that'd be the perfect okay. dinner party yeah. guest. <laughs> well, yeah. no, that's just for Paris. No, that's just for for the, for, for, no, for Paris is a six. Huh? Oh, pa- oh. Easter is probably a size six. Right. Oh. Does he got short term memory issues? I do have short term um, memory. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's meant to say though, Tegan. You wouldn't say that at a dinner party, remember. Tegan. You wouldn't say I someone at a dinner party, you've got short term memory problems. What'd she say? I don't know. I actually forgot what she just said. <laughs> <laughs> Tegan, can I ask a question? Because she's going to talk to you now. There's a go on. Sorry, continue. What? So. Wait, wait, she's still, she's, oh, yeah. I'm just doing a quick question in the middle. Okay, yeah. What is it all for? Why do I, why did I go back and do it? No, why do they hold pageants at all? Good, good question. Um, I think that there's nothing much in Australia that you can do to, um, 
you know, use as a platform to get into the media industry. Um, there's Australia's Next Up Model and there's Miss Universe Australia and they're oh, both right. very they're, but they're kind of well, not so much now. Social media's changed the whole game. But back then, mm. um, the girls that won Miss Universe Australia were straight into television, mm. like Jacinta's and Rachel. Like they they chose to get, get straight into it within a network and and be a presenter on on primetime TV. Yeah. Um, the year I did it, social media had started creeping in, mm. and that has its pros and cons for me because I have a, an audience because of that, because social media was around when I won, mm. but it started taking all the opportunities away from television and, and, you know, there was just so many more people to compete against. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 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 so it's an, it's a, it's an interesting way to, uh, yeah, be, gain a profile and then get people to know. I, I mean, they say that they want to, um, create a position for a woman who can do, you know, good things and influence and inspire younger women to, to do um, great things in the world. And just to have like that kind of figure mm. to look mm. up to, like mm. there aren't really, mm. there's nothing really like it. Like you, they mm. really want someone who's charitable. Like I was mm. doing all this charity work and I was um, running workshops for young women about self-confidence and I was really involved in trying to make a difference within the community and, and they're the kind of girls that win. I think lots of girls go in it thinking, um, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm modelling, I'm getting work, um, I'm semi-attractive or whatever, and they, they do it thinking that that's going to cut it. But they, they dig so deep into your personality mm-hmm. and they want so much more than that. And, and the girls that win Miss Universe, like they're, they're travelling the world doing mm-hmm. massive charity mm-hmm. things. Like they mm-hmm. are making a difference. Maybe. They put, they're putting to things that make a difference in the world. So it's, it's, it's better to be famous being a Miss Universe person than it is, say, being a footballer because if you're a footballer, you're just kicking the ball good, whereas to be Miss Universe Australia, you have to be good on stage, speak well, have a great knowledge of a lot of things and also be involved in your community and charitable and people have to like your personality. So you're famous for those for a lot more things. And then you don't have like a defined skill set as such, but you definitely. I don't know if this is a dick question or anyway. This let's is going to be a dick question. Okay, that's all right. Um, so is one of the requirements to win? Do you have to be a babe? <laughs> it, it's an unspoken thing. Like I, I can't tell you. There's one thing I know is that they really want to they seem to want to change up the ethnicity, the height, like every year someone really quite different wins it. Um, but you can't be, look, there's no, there's no, how is it a bad thing that you got to be like, imagine like going, oh, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Oh, I'm no, but, you, but you did preface it by saying this is a dick. I'll say an aspect of doing the job, if you win Miss Universe, the international competition, is modelling. That's yeah. one of your jobs, to yeah. be on billboards around the world. So the girls that win yeah. in Colombia, Venezuela, Philippines, particularly those three countries, they are huge. They are they start starring in films, like they oh. are on every billboard in their country, like Whoa. not like right, right, right. Um, <laughs> no, just like if you asked for if you if you had a casting for a television show and you had a lead actor or actress that you need to cast, you're not just going to be like I'm just going for the best actor. You want someone that also is hot. Because it's on it's television. But, it's, it should be, but it should be, but you don't want someone that's like objectively very unattractive to win a role in a, lead, in a film because 
People, that's why we have the idea of beauty. What if they're really amazing? Because we like acting, looking at beautiful people. And they people. make us, what if they portray oh, some okay. character uh, in the film and they sorry, make us feel a certain way and all this stuff? What if they achieve all of these artistic mm-hmm. ends mm-hmm. by being in the film and they just not happen to fit within your, like, how about you're saying, great. yeah, you go. At Tegan. the end of the day, people need to watch it. We need Tegan to su- help us survive this. There's so many there's so many people out there that don't find me attractive. There's people out there that don't find, you know, a girl that won last year that looks completely different to me attractive. But there's people like, I don't, how do you define, I mean, there's like a general like, oh, she's got a symmetrical face or whatever. <laughs> like what is attractive? Yeah, but I, I don't, yeah, I, I think there's, I don't think there's any, um, anything weird in like a competition about a person also factoring in looks. It's probably an outdated thing to just have pure Look competition like a hotness competitions. I remember that website, hot or not. Yeah. <laughs> that was horrible. People could like upload any photo of their but friends. At least they were being upfront about it. <laughs> oh, no, but they're the two categories. Wait, sorry, parades. What are we calling them again? Com- competitions. It's like my version, right? Like yeah. I find the stereotypical cookie cutter, um, you know, really clean cut male like so repulsive. So are, like, you to, are you flirting with me right now? <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I just figured out why people hate men because it's of, no. Like, I'm basically being self-deprecating no, because okay. I'm definitely not what she's describing. Huh? Yeah, they're not repulsive. They're just not my. They're not my cup of tea. Oh, <laughs> but um, no, but I, but, but but what she's but you're not saying that there is no such thing as beauty anymore. Like you just, she's basically saying that what is described as beautiful, is this what you're saying? That it's not it's like, like... Like James is obviously, his head's going down the path of, oh, they're all really attractive. And I'm like, yeah, but what's attractive? Like I, yeah. my friends and I have fights all the time over what's attractive. Like yeah. every year someone wins and I go, oh, she's pretty different to anyone that's won before, you know? And, it's not going to and- be someone that has like messy hair or that, is, that looks like a slob. Like you've got to look as good as you can. You've got to be well, you've got to represent yourself well, you've got to yeah. hold yourself well, you've got to carry yourself with confidence, you have to brush your hair. Yep. Yeah, and, <laughs> oh, and like, I, is, there a, is there a guy no. version of this, by the way? But I just, if you're not, you know? Yeah. I, I want to insert something here. Okay, I'm like trying to do a, I think I'm trying to do a bit of a devil's advocate thing oh, because go. realistically, hey, shut the fuck up. Because realistically, guys- when I like, oh, wow. I, I, I've seen like billboard with hot mm. woman on it, mm. and I've stopped and looked at it. So like, you know, and yeah, go on, yeah. Can you sort of try to describe what I'm trying to say? You're trying to say, does sex still sell? Is that what, is that what you're asking? <laughs> no, I'm just saying I'm like that yourself. I'm does having it? like a. F- philosophical conversation mm-hmm. yeah. with you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you see so you're saying you drive down the road, you see a billboard, hot person on the billboard. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the end of the thought? Well that's where <laughs> the thought ended. <laughs> because I'm um, so that's tell us more about your warning. Cri- that's more a critique on me than anything else, just and my ability to have a thought. <laughs> no, 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 no. Books you said you read again? <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, look I is there a guy version? 
I don't know. I don't Mr. Think so. Universe. I think it's the Mr. World or something. But look, I don't look that far into it. I, I'm mm. not. Mm. I'm not like. I'm coming across in, at the start of this episode like I'm some serial pageant queen, but like no, I, no, I'm okay. telling you, not like okay. I don't buy into it. I, I've moved away from it. It's not. It doesn't define me. Mm. But now, I mean, sorry, we'll, we'll now definitely move away from it. I think we just got fucking caught up in it. We've, we've, really, before we, we've spoken to for like 30 minutes. Um, but now, how would you describe yourself? Like what you're doing um, on your Instagram is pretty, uh, I find, like inspiring. Like you've got like a community of people that you clearly speak to and that are inspired mm. by your work. Like t- how would you describe what you're doing right now? Um meaningful I don't want to be known as the girl that takes pretty photos it's like my biggest fear which is like funny because people that you know think oh she went in this thing like she obviously places a lot of value on how she looks they don't know first of all they don't know the story behind the Miss Universe organization as you've learned today like there's a lot more to it um, secondly, they don't know that I was 21 then I'm almost 28 now. That was seven years ago. I'm clearly a different person just as everyone is, you know, when they're closer to 30 than they are 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I've gotten older, like I've, uh, it's probably something I need to work on. It's probably my own issue. Like I don't, I shouldn't care what people think, but I do seem to have this kind of fear that people think I, um, don't have more to give than just a pretty face. But, uh, okay. Well, I, I, did, oh, oh, no, 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 I wonder that like people still think like would think that because you've clearly done so many things and just even just because I don't, you know, I only really interact with you online these days and, you know, even just watching your Insta stories, like you are speaking to like, it seems like a community of people that like share their life with you and you with them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, that just seems really powerful. Like, and you know, like especially now in lockdown in Melbourne anyway, we all feel mm. pretty alone. Um, yeah. And I think you play a pretty interesting role in that space, being able to connect with people that are probably a little aimless too, like maybe when you were at a time in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think that I've had a pretty eventful life for, you know, almost 28-year-old. I've got a lot of, a lot of stories to tell and I, I grew up really early mm-hmm. in my life. Like I um, won Miss Universe when I was Australia when I was 21 I was on the morning show the next morning and the chain of events, like if I had time to sit down and go with, um, go through with you what's gone on in my life since then, it's, it's been crazy. Like, mm. and, and you probably had a similar but different journey. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's pretty, I mean, it is weird when, um, especially if you're young and you're in the spotlight, yeah, uh, yeah, you do have to grow up pretty quickly. And then you don't re- realise, I guess, I don't know how you would have dealt with it as a woman, but, like, who's watching you? You know, you, you, yeah. just, you just used to, I guess, family, friends and people that want the best for you having their eyes mm-hmm. on you, but as soon as you're, I guess, on a morning television show. And, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a, people have all sorts of ideas about what it means to be a contestant in a pageant and they now have a say. How the hell did you deal with all that? I uh, got papped three days after I won. Oh my God, I shouldn't say specifics because we know that gets us in trouble, but like, you know, a week or so after I won. So I was just like, how have I gotten here? You know, there's moments where you're like, did I pick the wrong sliding door moment? Mm. Like, (laughs) um, and then, yeah, the anxiety started and I I was really anxious throughout Mm. that year. And um, when I did Celebrity Apprentice as well, which was probably 
a year or two later, mm. anxiety was really bad for me. And that's something I talk about a lot on my mm. channel now that I feel really connects my audience. Like I did a, a, an anxiety IGTV a few weeks ago mm. and it was one of the least commented on videos I've done, but there was so many people that saved it and sent it and watched oh. it. How do like, you people don't how, talk about I, it? How do you yeah. deal with your anxiety? And like what, what advice do you, would you give to people out there who probably are feeling anxious or maybe haven't gone to speak to someone about it? Yeah. Um, well, there's lots of tools and techniques that I use that I've adopted over the years. Like I've always spoken pretty openly about seeing a therapist. Like I started seeing one. Um, they gave me one when I won Miss Universe for that year. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like this is this is like a superpower that I tapped into that I've now got access to that a lot of people will always be too pride to, to, to go there, you know? Yeah. Um, so definitely talking to someone. Um, I do like exercises where I like um, use my like breath to kind of calm down my chest muscles and like because I when I feel anxious it's like up in all up in my chest um, and then I do like these little visualizations that have been adopted from my therapist where I like if I leave someone that's got like a super super negative energy or if I'm in a meeting where I'm like they're just like sucking me dry like they're using me they're taking advantage of me like I don't feel good about this business arrangement or whatever I'll like literally do an exercise where I cut cords with them in my head and they like drift off really? and it sounds and strange but like instantly like I just feel a relief over my body wow. and then I go about my day like having let go of that crap that that person like just you know you know, we yeah, all know yeah. like, I know ex- I seriously yeah, a, a, a few people come to mind not you James but um <laughs> and uh so what so what do you do so you basically you go in so you've got a technique where you go into your playing like over a podcast okay, okay. But, no, no, all good. But, but, but well we should go check out your you can do it on Instagram. Have you got? Have you already done one, or you you, have, you you will do one? I did a basic one on breathing. So a really yeah. quick one that I can tell you, which I showed yeah. on my Instagram IGTV, that what was watched by like I think ten point three k people, which was Whoa. clearly something people wanted to know about, is like holding your breath in, like breathing in, holding it for five seconds, and then breathing out for for whatever. Like you've got to really like practice this breathing technique. You can watch it on there. I'm not going to go mm-hmm. through it because okay. no, no, I think I will. So, I mean, this is a pretty insane uh, kind of year and, you know, I don't know how people that follow you uh, feeling, mm. you know, or like if they've been telling you how they're feeling. But like, what what have you been um, advising people like in this in this sort of weird time, like how to deal with all this, mm. this, this flux? Uh, stay off the news. Oh, really? Yeah, like what? Why do we need to know that there were five more five more cases yesterday? Like, if if there's a problem and we shouldn't go out, we shouldn't go out. But tapping into that every single oh, day, shit. like people I'm turn the freaking news. What do you think happens to your whole like vibe when you t- watch the news? Like, you might spend an hour trying to shake off like the negativity that you've just sucked in for that ten mm-hmm. minutes of. You know, there's nothing. No, there's not to say. There's nothing. There's there's positive stories on the news, yeah, yeah. but they're. But but, well, a lot, but as in yeah, they have to obviously report on the uh, on some on, on bad yeah. news. I'm yeah. not like I'm aware of the cases in Victoria, but I'm not I'm not turning the news on three times a day and listening mm. to the same stuff over and over again. That's been one thing that's really helped me. Look, just get out of bed and do something that makes you feel good. Okay, music. I'm gonna listen to music. I'm gonna do some breathing exercises and yeah. no news and. Uh, that's those, I'm gonna, if I'm going to implement, if I can implement just those three things. What you specifically? Yeah, that's me specifically. I'm just specifically going to do that. Around babies, like that gets me in the like such a. I'm Wait, so what? happy. Children, like around babies. Wait, hanging around babies makes you feel good. That's 
Yeah, that's the thing that gets me in a high vibe state. It might oh, be really? painting. So where do you hang around? Where do you find these babies? Oh, just in the street. <laughs> you just go up to – you can do Scoop that because you're a woman. Guys can't just approach people with babies and just be like, hello, I would just like to get in. <laughs> no, it's fine. You go up to a woman and you say, hi, I'm vibrating a little low. I'd like to touch your children. You don't have to touch them. Do you need to touch them or just look at them? 